Welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so glad that you joined us. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. We believe that it will bless and encourage us all in this season. Remember to continue reaching out to your loved ones. Stay connected with each other, especially with your cell family. The Bible gives us a pattern to look out for one another. Let's speak His word and His strength will carry us through. Continue checking our social media platforms for updates on Facebook and WhatsApp. We encourage you to share this content with all your friends and family. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about repentance and then repentance from dead works. We talked about how God works with us to bring us to this place of repentance. And then how he deals with one of the foundational truths that you and I must repent of our dead works. Anything that would add to what Jesus has done. You know, many people think that they can be good enough to go to heaven. Many people think that they can earn their way to heaven. Many people think that they can, through their good works, their good uh, actions, somehow get God over the barrel. No, God's love for you and I is as we turn to him and say, I can't do this. I'm hopeless and I'm helpless. I need your help. I need to be saved. See, we were, we were born in sin. Our sinful nature keeps breaking us down. We have a propensity towards sin. And so what happens is when we live in that sinful world, we try to do good. We want to do good. But if we can earn it, then Jesus didn't have to die for it. And that's why repentance, repentance from the sin nature, repentance from our sinfulness, our sinful hearts and desires is so important. And then out of a pure heart, we then move into an area called faith towards God. So today, we want to talk about that faith. We've been talking out of Hebrews, the, uh, the, the couplings between repentance from dead works and faith. Repentance meant turning away from their reliance on dead works to follow the example of their forefather Abraham by putting their faith utterly and completely in God. The scripture says in Romans chapter 4 and verse 3, it says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So I don't want to spend too long on faith this morning as I'll probably be coming back to it in more detail in the weeks to come. But let's take a few minutes to think about what this term means. Like many other great words, we use them often without really thinking what they mean. Look, if if repentance is the negative side of salvation, the turning away from uh, side, then faith is the positive side, the turning towards. If by repenting you turn away from sin, then Faith is turning towards God. It's learning to trust and believe in Him. Repentance from dead works is giving up what we had or thought we had that we were doing in our flesh or our sinful or, it's, or through sinfulness or through our worldly desires. But faith is entrusting ourselves and our future to someone else. It involves total reliance on this person. Let me give you a few examples. There was a young boy, he had a large calico cat, and he used to love to climb trees. When he, and when this cat would get to the top of the tree, he'd let out a howl that could be heard throughout the entire neighborhood. <laughs> One day when his parents were away, the boy heard that familiar howl. 
but he decided to go rescue the cat himself. So he doggedly climbed the tree until he reached the howling cat. Then he discovered that he also couldn't get down either. When his dad arrived, he heard his son's cries above those of the cat. As his father helped him down, there came a point where the boy's short legs could not reach the next limb. When his father said, jump, son, he jumped into his father's arms, knowing that his father had never failed him. You know, that reminds me a lot of my own children. When we were growing up, I would have them stand on a wall or stand on the edge of a pool, and uh, I'd never dropped one of them. So when I would tell them, jump, jump, they could trust me. And they would often, just because I said it, would jump into my arms, jump into my arms into that swimming pool, jump off that wall into my arms. Well, I'll tell you what, you never want to drop one of your children. But can I tell you something? God will never drop us. That's the kind of faith that God wants us to have, is to say, I trust you. Let me give you another example. There was a man, he was lost in a desert, and was near death. I'm sure you've heard of this, and he was in great desire of water. He lacked water. Eventually, he comes across this pump in the middle of the desert, and there's a canteen hung on the handle, and it has a note on it. And the note says, below you is all the fresh water you could ever need. And the canteen contains exactly enough water to prime the pump. Please refill the canteen for the next traveler once you've had your fill. Can you see the story there? What are you going to do? Are you going to drink the water because you don't have faith? That would save your life. But what about all the other travelers after you? Where does faith come in? What if it's not true? What if there is no water? This water could save my life. Got to tell you something. We have to trust that God's word is true. We have to trust that these things are true. I, I remember a story about a missionary in Africa, and he was experiencing great difficulty in trying to translate the Gospel of John into a local dialect. And he faced the problem of finding a word for the word believe. He continued to do his best, but he always had to leave a blank space when it came to that particular word. Then one day a runner came panting into the camp, having traveled a great distance with a very important message. After blurting out his story, he fell completely exhausted into a nearby hammock. He muttered a brief phrase that seemed to express both his great weariness and his contentment at finding such a delightful place of relaxation. The missionary, never having heard these words before, asked a bystander what the runner had just said. Oh, he's saying, I'm at the end of myself. Therefore, I am resting all of my weight here. Wow. The missionary exclaimed, praise God. That is the very expression I need for the word believe. And so he was able to complete his translation. Can I tell you something? That's exactly what God wants. I'm at the end of myself. Therefore, I can put all of my weight here. You see, we have to give up on our own efforts. Any hope of saving ourselves. We have to come to an end of ourselves. We must trust ourselves entirely to God's grace. Faith towards God can only be obtained through the Word of God. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith, as used in the Bible, always means faith in the Word of God. It can only come from one source, God's Word. It has only one focus, God's Word. Oh, we can say things like, I have faith in my doctor, or I have faith in a political party. Maybe not in Zimbabwe. I have faith in a certain diet or certain medicine. And these are legitimate. There's certainly nothing wrong with using those words. But it's not the scriptural use or the biblical use of faith. Faith in the Bible is always based on the Word of God. Anything that is not based on the Word of God is not biblical faith. Hebrews 11 gives us the definition of faith. In fact, I think this is one of the few words in the whole Bible that God actually, that the Word of God actually defines. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, what a definition. Now, there's a relationship between faith and hope. Can you see it? And I've discovered that there are a lot of people who think they have faith, but they're actually working with hope. You see, faith is here. Faith is now. Hope is in the future. Faith is a substance, something so real that it can be called a substance. It's in our hearts. On the basis of faith, we can have a legitimate hope for our future. But any hope that is not based on legitimate faith is just wishful thinking. Faith is a substance in our hearts. It's present right now. Notice it says, now faith is. Now faith is. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want you to notice that passage of Scripture. Biblical faith is, faith is not in the mind. It's in the heart. It's in the heart. For with the heart, man believes unto salvation. In the New Testament, believing is not static. In fact, it's a verb. It's a word of motion. It is something that is leading you somewhere, leading you to something new. Faith is that verb of motion. By faith, we believe unto salvation. See, it's leading us somewhere. It's leading us into salvation. You know, you can have an intellectual faith and never be changed. You can embrace all the doctrines of the Bible intellectually and remain completely the same. But when you have faith in your heart, it leads to salvation. Faith is in the present. Hope is in the future. Faith is in the heart. Hope is in the mind. Look, in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, Paul says this in verse 8. He's speaking about both faith and hope. He says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Notice, faith is the breastplate. What does the breastplate do? It protects the organs. It protects the heart. 
But hope is a helmet. What does it do? What does it protect? The head or the mind. Can you see hope is very important? It allows us to be very optimistic. In fact, I don't think you can be a Christian without having optimism. We're optimistic about our future. In fact, the definition of hope is a confident expectation of good based on the word of God. See, if you're a believer, you have a confident expectation of good, regardless of what the situation is on this earth. Why? Well, because you're going to be with Jesus for eternity. No matter how bad it gets here, guess what? This is our great hope. We can get depressed, we can get downcast, we can get discouraged, but we never give up. Why? Because we have hope, a hope that is based on faith. Look, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 3, goes on and says it this way. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made, with things, uh, were not made of things which do appear. Can you see that faith relates you and I to the invisible? It takes us beyond the realm of our senses, what we can see, taste, touch, hear, or smell, into the realm of the invisible. Creation was God speaking into chaos, speaking into darkness, speaking into nothingness, and calling forth something. He did it by faith. That's how you and I walk. Our confession, the confession of our faith, works the same way for you and I. Look at, look, look at what uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says. It says, we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, when you see, you don't need to believe. You only need to believe when you don't see. That's why believers walk by faith. We're not walking by what we see. We're walking by what we believe. You know, outside the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus told Martha, if you would believe to see the glory of God, you would see it. So which comes first? Believing or seeing? Of course, it's believing. See, most people say, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, belief is unnecessary once you see it. If you see, you don't need to believe. You need to believe when you can't see. See, we walk by faith and not by sight. Let me, let, me, let me qualify this. Faith is not a doctrinal issue in the Hebrew understanding. In fact, it has to do with the character of a person. You know, we've had so much teaching around what faith can do for us, what it can produce for our lives, and how to use faith to get what we want. We've had so much that we have failed to realize that the primary understanding of faith is that it is a matter of our character. You see, the primary meaning of the word faith should be faithfulness, loyalty, and commitment. Jesus said to his disciples, you are those who have continued with me in my trials. Boy, that's faith. Faith is continuing with Jesus. It's a personal commitment to a person. Hebrews 10 says it this way, verses 22 and 23. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience with our and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast 
the confession or the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. I want you to understand something. Your faith. In fact, all faith will be tested. Untested faith is of no value in the sight of God. Jesus told the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelations, he says, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Can I tell you something? That gold is real faith. It's faith that has stood the test, the test of fire, the test of time, the test of being unfaithful, the test of being disloyal. That's what faith is. So many people, they think that faith is a commodity getter. It's something that they can use for themselves. It's a, it's a, it's a and it can be. It's, let me tell you something. God honors your faith. But the real test of faith is can you be faithful? Can you have a character that is like God's character? God cannot deny himself. And I can tell you something. It's because he's faithful who has promised. Let's look in the book of James, the first chapter, uh, verses 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, counter all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the testing or the trying of your faith works endurance or works patience. But let patience or endurance have her perfect work in you, that you might be perfect and complete, entire, wanting nothing. If you want to be perfect and complete, you must let patience have its perfect work how does that happen? Well, your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested. I heard someone say, the only way to learn endurance is through enduring. I think that's probably true. Somebody told me, never pray for patience. Why? Because you'll get something to endure if you do. I think Peter said it this way. He said in 1 Peter 1, verse 7, he says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Boy, let me tell you something. Our faith is going to be tested. But I want to know, will it be unto the glory and honor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at his appearing? In passing, I want to emphasize the, that the Old Testament saints were also saved by faith, just as you and I are today. Hebrews 10, 4 says that it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. And that was just as true in the Old Testament times as it is today. You see, saving faith then differed only in that it looked forward to Christ and his perfect sacrifice as they were prefigured in the Old Testament sacrifices and ritual. You see, the blood of bulls and goats only lasted for a year to cover the sins of the nation or the person. But Jesus is the permanent solution to the problem of sin and of separation from God. Today, if you're listening to my voice, I want you to come to faith. I want you to know that Jesus paid the price for your sin to be not only covered, but to be taken away. That you can be saved from sin. You can turn to Christ and you can receive him as a, Savior in your life, as Lord of your life. And it's important that as you turn away and repent of sin,
that God helps you to do that. That you turn towards God. You turn towards Him with your whole heart and you begin to live by faith. You live by faith in the Word of God. I said earlier, all faith comes by hearing. And you can only have faith in the Word of God. This is what grows you. This is what matures you. The Word of God is the very thing that will cause you to come to faith, to live in faith, to walk by faith. If you're desirous of coming to know Christ, or if you would like some help, or you'd like to talk to someone, there's a number right there on the screen. We have counselors waiting for you. They're, they're waiting right now. You can phone that number, and they'll talk to you. They'll guide you. They'll lead you to a pastor if you need a pastor. They can get you some professional counseling if you need professional counseling. They can give you a Bible study. They can help you come to faith. They can lead you to the Lord. They can pray with you, and you can make a commitment to Jesus Christ. Whatever's in your heart, Act on it. Act on it. Do not just receive this in your brain. Faith is receiving it in your heart and acting on it, speaking it. With the mouth, confession is made. With the heart, we believe unto salvation. Let's pray this prayer right now. If you pray this with all of your heart, I, I really believe you can make a connection with God. and You can be saved. Heavenly Father, Say it out loud. Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Save me from my sin. Save me from my own distance from you, my own wickedness. I ask you to take up lordship. I turn from my evil. I turn from my wicked ways. I turn from sin. And I turn towards you today. I receive by faith the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross of Calvary for me. Not to cover my sins, but to redeem me from my sins. And I'm asking today that you'll let your word be powerful in my life. I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are my Savior and my Lord. Do a work in me. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, Pick up the phone. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Make your way to a church. If you need a church home, we can help you find one. Get into a cell group. Fellowship with other Christians. Let the effectual work of God begin in your life today. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you for joining us online. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by this service. Stay connected with us through our social media platforms, Facebook and WhatsApp. As we go, stay safe, stay blessed, stay connected.